Hey, hey, you're listening to the Journey with Janice podcast. Join me on the journey of pursuing Jesus, building our lives on the word, and seeing this world impacted with the love of God. The Journey with Janice podcast is part of the NRT Podcast Network. You can find my podcast and other great podcasts in the network at newreleasetoday.com. Be sure to follow me on Instagram at The Journey with Janice and check out my website, journeywithjanice.com. Hey, hey, everyone. I am so excited to have my friend, Janae Levon, on the podcast with me today. You all may remember her from being on the podcast last year. She is a dynamic speaker and preacher, a certified mindset and confidence coach, an author, a board-certified Christian counselor. She resides in Houston, Texas, and her ministry is one that is marked by prophetic intercession, deliverance, healing, and revelation. She is the founder of Thrive 365 Blueprint Signature Program that helps achieving individuals break barriers, master mindsets, and amplify their voices in order to help achieve their goals while enjoying fulfilling lives and launching profitable businesses. She is absolutely incredible. I'm so excited to have her on the podcast with me today. Welcome, Janae. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be back. I'm so excited to have (laughs) y'all have you on here and everybody y'all don't even know like our podcast was originally slated for April and just through different reasons like it kept getting postponed and we're like we're just trusting God's timing with this that it's not the right time to record so we just know and believe that this is the right time for it for such a time as this and that God has things stirring in both of us to release over the podcast today so I'm excited for that amen amen So I'm going to start us out with five fun facts, like I always do, to give listeners who don't know you well yet a little bit about you. So you up for that? I'm up for it. Let's go. All right. Fun fact number one is what is one book besides the Bible that has changed and shaped your life? Oh, that's a good one. Um, I would say Atomic Habits by Jane. I think it's by James Clear. Um, I am really one who I try to say I'm a planner and then sometimes I start and I don't finish. And so really that book really helped me to define habits and how to get into them like morning routines or, you know, starting something. Cause sometimes I used to, you know, start stuff and not finish it. So I would say atomic habits. That's a really good book I've, I've, I've had and I read and multiple times and it's definitely shaped my life. Oh, I have to look that up. I haven't read that one either. Yes, it's good. All right, fun fact number two is what is your favorite dessert? Hands down, cheesecake. Any kind of cheesecake, 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 cheesecake is my favorite. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love cheesecake. I love cheesecake too. <laughs> fun fact number three is if you could spend a day with anyone in the Bible besides Jesus, who would you choose? Hmm. I think the last time I said Job, I would go with probably, I would probably go with Jonah. I would probably go with Jonah and just for, you know, for today purposes, because I think I've had seasons like Jonah or assignments that I didn't necessarily agree with God on. And I tried to do my own thing until I had to be swayed another way. So I would like to walk with Jonah to see, like, what was your thought process? What, you know, how did you get to the point where you were going to, you know, intentionally disobey God? um, And then how did it feel to get back on track? So I would say Jonah. Mm, that's a good answer I love that Mm -hmm. yeah number four is what is one place that you haven't been and can't wait to visit so I recently booked a trip which is probably one of my first solo international trips to El Salvador 
So I'm really excited about that trip. And this is going to be my first time visiting there. So yeah, definitely El Salvador. Oh, that's so fun. One of my <laughs> friends is from there. Shout out to Tati if she's listening. She just got back like two days ago from there. So wow, that's so exciting. Yes. That's so exciting. <laughs> okay. Last one is what is one thing that God is teaching you in this season of your life? Wow. Um, I think probably my position and my pressing in him um, and how to make that above everything else. Um, when I think of Matthew 6 and 33, it's a quote, you know, it's a scripture we quote, you know, seek ye first the kingdom of God and all of his righteousness and all of these things will be added unto you. But when you really look at your life and see if you're really living that, um, I've had times where I, I, I wasn't or it wasn't a priority as much as I would want it to be. And so I'm really in the season of living out Matthew 6 and 33 and making God my primary focus over everything, over every desire, over every want, over every need. And I've seen his hand in the manifestation of that. So just the ability to prioritize my pursuit in him. Mm. Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen. Drop the mic on that and be done. That's so good. I love that. So tell us your story. Who is Janae? Yeah. So, you know, I am a, a a girl who's living in a big city in Houston, um, as you said, but I'm from Kentucky. Um, I've been in probably church my entire life, but kind of veered off or try to do my own thing. And that kind of didn't work. And I've been preaching since 2012. I started in the ministry, um, finally kind of accepted my call because I realized I was very different than many people. I would try to go to the clubs and people are like, you ain't supposed to be in here, you know? And I've always been the go-to person for encouragement or the word of God. I've always had this keen um, excitement for learning the word, learning scriptures, putting them on uh, note cards. Like it was always a thing that I did um, with myself. And so over the years I've developed um, my ability to preach. I am now a, uh, one of the pastors at my local church here in Houston. So that is a new season and a new mantle that I've walked into. And um, I just, I just love God. I love people. Um, I love taking, um, taking things that are, look like they're broken or things that people believe is broken in their life and showing them that there is life and that more abundantly and allowing them to see that God really loves them and the potential that they have, not just in the kingdom, but also in marketplace. Um, so I, I love, you know, helping multi-passionate individuals, you know, understand what their expertise, their knowledge is and taking that impact and helping to bring income into their lives. Um, you know, cause God told us in Deuteronomy that he gives us the power to get wealth. And so I really believe that. And I just love helping individuals see the love that God has for them, the grace, um, but also pushing them into their full potential. So that's a little bit about me. You know, I'm a fun girl. I love, I love um, to travel. I'm a foodie. Um, I love music of all sorts and I just love family. So that's a little bit about me. I love that. I love that. And y'all, I think I think I first connected with you through like TikTok or Instagram or something. And I was like, Yes. I want to know this girl. She's amazing. Um like Thank listen you. and you just like talk about yourself. I'm like, now y'all know why I love her. Like amazing. So <laughs> I love that. As we were like talking and praying about the theme and the heart of this podcast episode, the the thing that we that just kept coming up in our conversations was disappointment. Like, mm-hmm. so that is what we're gonna talk about today, because both of us have been through seasons of disappointment even recently. So can you share some testimonies from your own life of dealing with disappointment? How did you navigate that? Where was God in all of that? Yes, definitely. So um, as you said, and we, and we talked about this um, disappointment, I'm learning 
is essential and is, is something that you kind of cannot um, get away from, whether it be disappointment from food, <laughs> whether it be disappointment from how something went wrong in your day. And it's just something that I'm learning like, okay, um, the quicker that you understand that it's going to happen in your life is the quicker that you can resolve it. And I've had disappointment from, you know, dating specifically most recently um, months back, I was in a, you know, great relationship um, with a great guy. Um, and it just didn't work um, because I realized that you can have chemistry with the person, but they may not be compatible for your destiny. And it doesn't mean anything towards, you know, you or that person, um, but you just have to be obedient. And um, I honestly thought I was like, oh, this is going to be the one like, come on, girl. Yes. And it wasn't. And I was very disappointed, disappointed at the ending of that. Um, but I was drawn to the Bible. You know, one of the things that I've learned um, in previous times of dealing with disappointment, I've grown because how I deal with it now versus how I deal, dealt with it before is totally different. And so I immediately found my feet at myself at the feet of Jesus. Um, I didn't um, allow, I allow myself to feel, um, but I took those feelings to the altar. I took those feelings to my prayer clause and I'm like, listen, God, like I'm a little upset. Like I didn't expect this. You know, I have my entire year planned out with this individual you know we were supposed to do matching pajamas again let's be real you know so I you know it was a lot and um one of the one of the scriptures that God showed me was better is the um ending of a thing than it's beginning and I had to really sit with that and I had to understand and I thought you know my heart is so broken and the Lord was like your heart is not broken your heart is disappointed it's not broken. You know, it's, it's not broken. It's disappointed in the fact that something didn't turn out the way that you wanted it to. Um, and that could have been simply because you didn't 100% submit it unto me in, in its fullness. And I could have, you know, uh, carried you through that or could have caused a disappointment not to happen um, if you would have carried me through. And so God has been through that the entire time, even up until now, like my healing process has been so amazing from that. And I've been able to shift and just really focus on God. But um, that testimony in, in the last thing with disappointment, even, you know, I lost a job two months after, I mean, two weeks after um, the relationship ended, I was laid off from my corporate uh, job with the layoffs. And um, it was a, a blow all at once. But because I had dealt with the disappointment two weeks prior um, this new disappointment, I knew exactly where to go. It's almost like God gave me a blueprint so that I would not be found hopeless and I would not be found helpless. And I think that that is something that we always have to make sure that you have a way to do different things. All of us go through life differently, but how you handle a thing and how you respond to a thing, um, also reveals how you will come out of it. And so I received so much revelation from God, not just about him, but about myself while, while going to God in that time. That is so good. And I just heard just the wisdom that came out of that season and what God revealed to you and how important it is to stay surrendered in all things. And I think yeah. about even in my own life with new relationships and friendships and ministries and everything, just continually surrendering that and submitting it to God and seeking his wisdom above all yes. else. Because there's so many voices, especially when you're entering into new relationships or you're starting a new ministry and different things. I have a lot of new things going on in my personal life. And there's so many voices that speak into that. But like the loudest voice we have to be hearing is the voice of the father. And so mm -hmm. that is so 
So good. So in one of my books, I wrote a whole chapter called Dealing with Disappointment, which is why I think you and I just jived on this topic so much. <laughs> so I want to read a couple sentences from that chapter. I have Isaiah 55, 8. It says, for my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. And we know his thoughts and his ways are so much higher. So disappointment is something that we all face, but not something we always master. Sometimes disappointment can be as minuscule as shopping online only to check out and realize your items are no longer available, or it can be as devastating as craving Chick-fil-A only to find out it's a Sunday and they're closed. <laughs> sometimes sometimes uh, God does show us the bigger picture and purpose behind what we see as disappointments and setbacks, but even when he does it, we can trust his ways. So how can we overcome seasons of disappointment when we find ourselves in those spaces and places of just feeling like you said it really wasn't heartbreak it was just disappointment because that can linger it can yeah, linger for yeah. a while like how do we overcome that yeah um I think when you deal with overcoming seasons of disappointment it's first acknowledging it you know it's just like when someone has an addiction and the first thing that they tell you to do is acknowledge it um, so you have to first acknowledge, number one, that you are human. I think a lot of times as Christians, we try to be superwoman and we try to be Superman and we, you know, we don't allow ourselves to tap into the humanity that even Jesus Christ himself, you know, tapped into when he was sent to save us um, a dying world. Right. And so I think the first thing is acknowledging like, hey. I am disappointment. Uh, I am disappointed. I Life is not happening in the way that I want it to happen or in the timing that I would want it to happen. You know, my marriage may not be good. My children, my finances, my career, even, you know, some people, you know, you may be deficit, deficit in other areas that are big for others, but it's small to you and vice versa. So I think when you are overcoming those seasons of disappointment in your life, um, you first, again, have to acknowledge it. Um, but then you have to go to God. He's not an enemy in that time. Um, although we may feel like that he permitted it, it doesn't mean he's an enemy in that time. Um, and you have to have community. Like you said, there are a lot of voices. There are a lot of voices even, you know, in my ear, but the loudest one has to be God. But also you have to have those trusted voices, those of wisdom who will bring you through it. The worst thing that you can do in a season of disappointment is allow yourself to be isolated. Because the enemy, a lot of times, will get us as Christians alone. And when we're alone, we're with our own thoughts. And then we start replaying other failures. And it's like, oh, this happens every single time. It's never going to be good. And so the Bible said that a hope deferred makes the heart grow sick. And so the, the more that you're by yourself, the more that you don't um, allow other people to tap in and to speak into you or, you know, when you don't have the strength to pray, because people don't talk about that sometimes as Christians, you don't have the strength to pray for yourself. So until you let somebody else into that space, you will feel like that God has forgotten about you, that God has forsaken you, that God has let go of you and that you have no future. And so when you want to come a season of disappointment or overcome it, you got to you got to acknowledge it. You got to seek the father, but you also have to let a community in who is going to love you, embrace you and to speak the truths where the enemy a lot of times tries to insert those lies. That is so good. And yeah. just being that for other people when they're walking through that, not being afraid to speak the truth and love and just to be there for each other. And, and I love that you hit on that, but like, this is part of the human experience. Even mm -hmm. Jesus dealt with, you know, things that were disappointing. And even though he knew Lazarus was going to be raised, he still wept. Like he knew what it was like. And I love that the word says that, that he's able to sympathize with us and all of our weaknesses because he walked it out. And so I love that because I think, a lot of times we think when we give our lives to Christ, we become Christians, we follow 
him that all of a sudden like life is perfect and that's the furthest thing from the truth but the beautiful thing about a surrendered life to him is that we never have to walk through those seasons alone that he's always with us and I remember last year going through my own like (laughs) so such a disappointing season a lot of a lot of tears shed and I remember the Lord kept speaking to me all of these tears are going to reap a harvest of joy because that's his word and it's his promise but in the moment I remember just being so frustrated and I don't know if I've ever been like that way with the Lord in any season of my life where I was like, I don't even want to hear from you. Like, Mm. and honestly, it wasn't because I didn't want to hear from him. It was, I was in a place where I didn't trust myself to hear from him because I felt like I had heard so many things wrong and I'd had so many words spoken over me about different things that just did not happen. And so I was just in a really deep place of disappointment. And I remember going to bed one night and I was like, I don't want you to talk to me, but you can hold me you can hold me. And he did. And he just held me through that season and loved me back to life in those places where my heart was just shattered and broken and hurt and despondent and all those things. And so I'm so thankful that we have a God that is intimately acquainted with all of our ways that he cares for us and that he doesn't, you know, put his hand up and like, Hey, get your stuff together and then come back. Like, no, we could just sit broken at his feet, climb up in his lap, like be there with him in those times when we don't know which way to go. Yeah. And one thing the Lord kept telling me over and over and over and over again was to not lean on my own understanding and how that can be such a trap because we want to figure things out like, God, where is this going? Where's my life heading? What, you know, all those things. And it's so easy to fall into that, but to just release that to him and trust that he really does have the very best plan for our life. And we can stay surrendered to that. And we may not know what lies ahead, but we can just stay with him present in the day. That's why he tells us, don't worry about tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Focus on today <laughs> Focus on today, and just what is in front of you right now in this moment. So that is so good. So John 15 talks about pruning because we know sometimes pruning is part of the part of the season of disappointment. And so in John 15, it talks about how it's to our father's glory that we bear much fruit. So can you hit on that a little bit about the pruning season, what God does, maybe some of your own testimonies, whatever's on your heart concerning all of that. Yes, definitely. So I I definitely think that pruning is probably what hurts the most because when you're being pruned, you're generally being cut. There's some kind of excess that is being cut away. Um, And a lot of times what happens is when we feel like we are about to go through the pruning, we start getting busy. And so we start getting busy in order to avoid the healing process and the season of pruning that God would have us. Um, I've, 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 there was one point I told God, I said, am I ever not pruning? I mean, are you ever not cutting away? But honestly, when, when I feel like God is no longer pruning or cutting away, I, I kind of get nervous because I'm like, have I submitted my myself, my life, everything concerning me to him? Because Ultimately, we are supposed to be cut away. We are supposed to say, hey, here is my life. I'm putting this thing down and I'm following you. And so pruning can be, you know, that bitterness, the cutting away of the bitterness that you have allowed to sit um, due to maybe father wounds or mother wounds or, you know, um, a seizing of a past grief. You know, you can grieve things that have died that are not physical people. And there's a lot of things that we don't talk about in that. But sometimes he has to cut away the grieving that you've um, that you've grieved too long. You know, he told 
He told him, you know, listen, Saul is dead. Like, why are you mourning? Saul, he is dead. You know, your time of mourning that old season is dead. That your time of mourning that old relationship and that old um, that old job and that old ministry and that old friendship, like it is dead because I am doing a new thing. And so God will have to prune away that bitterness and he will have to uh, prune away that hurt and that disappointment and um, all of that. And even that pride and that ego that makes you feel like that you don't need God or you being so self-sufficient where you don't have to trust him. So I've had those moments and I constantly feel like that, you know, I've had those moments, you know, the song by Maverick City that says uh, refiner's fire. You know, I want to be tried by the fire, purified. I didn't sing some of that song part of the time because I'm like, uh -uh, I don't know, because you got to be careful what you pray for. But now I am mature enough to understand that I can sing that entire song and mean it because it is through the refining, it is through the cutting, it is through the pruning that I am a better Christian, I am a better friend, I am a better minister, I am a better pastor. I am a better girlfriend. I am a better mate. I am a better employee. I am a better employer. So I am better because I allow God to prune. So you have to do the pruning and it definitely hurts and it can be very lonely um, because everyone may not understand it because that excess can come with people too, you know, but it is such a necessary component to the life of a believer. That is so good. And I kept thinking about the scripture that says, count it all joy when you face trials of many kinds. And and I think about that because so often we want to avoid those trials and tribulations. We're like, what? I'm a child of God. I shouldn't be experiencing that. Whatever. It rains on the just and the unjust. Listen, we all have, like we said earlier, the human experience of highs and lows, mountaintops and valleys. And what is developed in those seasons is priceless. Like, the character, the hope, the perseverance, all the things that the word promises us when we go through those things. And so I love that. I know what you mean. I literally have asked the Lord that I'm like, is, can we just be done with like the pruning for a little bit, just even like three days, can I have three days of no, you know, whatever. And I remember, I remember sitting with the Lord a few summers ago and I was like sitting outside and I was reading this really good book and I was like, Lord, search my heart, which is something I pray often, like search my heart. If there's any wicked way in me, reveal it, created me a clean heart, renew a steadfast spirit within me. And so I'm praying. And I honestly didn't really have anything that I, anything that I thought was like needing to be dealt with. And so I thought his response would be kind of like a song of Solomon response of like, you are altogether beautiful, my darling. There's no flaw in you. That's like what I was expecting him to say. And I was ready for that. And he was like, okay, we're going to deal with this. And there was uh, a certain something I was struggling with in that season of my life. And for me, that was having hard conversations. And there was actually someone in that season that I was completely avoiding because it was like fight or flight for me. I was like, flight, I'm out, like whatever. God's like, no, you're going to go to her and you're going to have the hard conversation that you're avoiding because that's what mature people do. And I was like, ah, and that was so stretching for me and hard in that season. But it's been that way even in recent times too, where I'm like, I realize I'm maybe responding to somebody or a situation in a way that's not normal or healthy. And I'm like, what is that Lord? And I love that the book of James says, if we lack wisdom, all we have to do is ask. It really is that simple. And so I will find myself in those moments where I'm like, God, why am I responding this way? And he'll show me the root of it because of something that has happened in my past. And I'm like, oh, okay, that makes sense. And then I deal with it, come out of agreement with the lie, whatever that is, let it be uprooted out of my heart so that I can function in a way and interact with people in a way that's healthy and 
and mature. So yeah, I love everything you said about that. <laughs> and, and I love that it says again in that scripture that it's to our father's glory that we bear much fruit. And so it's so good when the pruning happens, then the fruit happens. So I love it. Yes. I love it. So Jane, do you have any other encouragement for the podcast community? Anything else that's stirring on your heart for them to hear? Yeah, you know, just for anybody that's going through a disappointment and, you know, sometimes you can feel like it's back to back to back. Um, I just want to let you know that your current space of disappointment is not your final destination. It is not the end. There is much, much more. There is more that God wants to reveal. Um, No matter where your disappointment found itself, no matter what area in your life, you have to trust that God has a way of using all of that, even still for his glory, right? Romans 8 and 28 says that he makes all things work together for his good. And that's for him to get the glory. And so when you find yourself disappointed, do as I say, God, although I'm disappointed, if you can get the glory out of this situation, go for it. I submit to it. I say yes to it. I may not understand it, but what I understanding that what is to come is much, much better than what is now. And I've realized that there may have been a disappointment yesterday, or I may have been disappointed yesterday, but I'm realizing I don't have a better yesterday. There, there is nothing in my yesterday that is more better than my future. And that's where I stand on. I stand on the fact that yesterday happened, but there is something so much better in my future. So I just want to encourage you, like, whether you're disappointed, feel that, you know, be honest with yourself, but understand it's not the end. You still have destiny. You still have a future. Your future is still secured and God is still with you and he's going to be with you every step of the way. So be encouraged. Amen. Amen. Even this morning, I was just meditating on the word and and thinking about how he promises to never leave or forsake us. And I'm so thankful that no matter what season of life we find ourselves in, that he's with us and he walks us through it and he's with us in the next season and he'll always be with us. And his faithfulness, I think, is one of my favorite things about him. So I love that. Girl, thank you for being on here today. Can you tell (laughs) listeners how they can stay connected with you? Because y'all are going to want to go Follow her on social media. She's a spitfire. I'm always so encouraged when your videos pop up or your posts pop up. So can you tell listeners how they can stay connected with you? And then can you close out this episode praying for our listeners? Yes, definitely. So you can find me on uh, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. Um, It's Janae Levon, J-A-N-A-Y-L-A-V-O-N on all platforms. And I would love to uh, connect with you. I also have an email list where I'll send things out and that can be found in my Instagram bio where you can connect uh, to email lists and just shoot me a message, a DM and let me know that you found me on the podcast. I would love to connect with you and um, I would also uh, love to pray. So let's go ahead and pray. Father, we thank you uh, for this time. God, thank you for Janice and for the podcast. God, um, thank you that no matter what we go through in life, no matter what dis- disappointment we uh, find ourselves in or seasons of failure, God, that you are always with us. Your word said that you will never leave us or forsake us. So allow us to hold on to that, to that command, to that promise that we are not alone. God, I thank you for every listener. God, I pray that even with tears in their eyes, God, even with uh, frustration in their heart, God, I pray that they are still able to hear from you. God, speak to them like never before. I pray that their ear gates be open to your voice and your voice alone. 
on. I pray that their eyes will be open to what their future holds for them. God, I pray that this situation would cause them to understand you in a better light. And God, give them a revelation about themselves. God, what can they do differently? And if nothing, allow them to grow and to grow well. Allow them to heal and to heal well. And as they grow and heal well, I thank you that they are able to see well. Father, I thank you that their future is in your hand and there is nothing that you would want for them, God, but to prosper, God, that their soul also may prosper, God, that they will be healthy and wealthy in the name of Jesus. So, Father, I thank you for their hearts. I thank you for their minds. I thank you for their futures. And I thank you that it is secured in you. God, allow this season of disappointment, this moment of disappointment to not become a monument, to not become a mountain. God, allow them to push forward and let their testimony be that I sought the Lord and he indeed heard my cry. God, I thank you that they will testify after this season. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen.